episode contains a content warning for discussion of miscarriage and DIY insemination. <laughs> Parenthood, man. It's not what you think. How's it going? It's going. I, I'm really super stoked to be going back to work next week. It's going to be already super duper busy for me. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. But uh, overall, I mean, I can't complain. I still was able to work a little bit during the downtime and um, got to chill, which I think I needed. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. If nothing else, this whole global pandemic situation has been a very good like lesson I think for many of us who like to operate on just like the verge of being a little too busy like just <laughs> on the verge of insanity about yeah. to tip to the other side this is just oh, yeah. been, like a good like Kate reel it back in have a little bit of chill time yeah and I've also noticed that like I was really not prioritizing the relationships and whatnot with like my friendships and stuff like that too because I was just like no I'm just gonna work because I like to work and it keeps me busy and it's bringing you money and then you know lockdown happened and because I'm like a non-essential worker and I was one of the first people to not be able to work I was just really enjoying the downtime the last lockdown because it was a nice summer so got to go you know walk around and I had I live right in like the Glenora Westmount cusp area so like it's a nice neighborhood too so there's lots of like local vendors and like places for beers and stuff like that so I mean like it was nice I got to foster those relationships and now I'm kind of making sure that I don't let myself get too busy so that way they can just still stay like more on the front burner rather than the back burner totally I completely relate to all of that yeah all of that yeah I'm a I'm a, a chronic busy person yeah <laughs> uh, like always taking on one too many projects or one too many clients or one too many of whatever and then I'm like and I have no time for like you said like those important relationships and yeah, yeah. and now you have a baby so you you're like you're you're busy like a hundred percent of the time now <laughs> yeah. actually you know what like I'm uh, the older that she gets it becomes a little bit more challenging because she really demands like my undivided attention when oh, she's yeah. awake <laughs> yeah um but it's also like not too bad like I still find that right now we're going through a bit of a sleep regression so uh -oh. the naps are not <laughs> super popping in our house but when <laughs> when they are um sometimes I'll get like two hours couple hours to myself during the day where I can just like zoom with people or like do this or right now my wife's um she's on nights so Olivia's napping upstairs with her so hopefully that will give us a little bit more time to chat oh that's nice probably easier for the baby to sleep when there's somebody like right beside hey yeah I mean who doesn't like cuddles anyways let's be real right. so <laughs> right? yeah awesome okay well I am uh notoriously bad for giving proper introductions so for those of you who are tuning in this is the queer moms you wish you had and i am kyle my pronouns are they and them but i am not sitting down with a mom today oh no i am <laughs> sitting down with a pal of mine um who actually i feel like we've only really interacted in like cyber yeah space, very brief settings space. i purchased some furniture for you and that was like really yeah. i think our only real like face-to-face 
Yeah. And that the pride I'm... run, I like, oh, yeah, yeah, the pride yeah. run. we interacted very right. briefly there, but right, yeah. um, would you like to introduce yourself, name and yes. pronouns and yeah, for what, sure. do you, what do you do? What's well, your story? What's your deal? Well, my name is Cody Guzman. I go by he, him, and uh, I'm a personal trainer. So I contract out of Evolve downtown, which is conveniently literally like across the street from where I currently live. So it takes more time to go down the elevator than it does to cross the street to get to work. So I am super fortunate in that regard. So yeah, that's kind of what I do. Hell yeah, that's very rad. I like that. Before yeah. we moved to, to where we are now, I was living, I worked at, before I was on that leave, I worked at Boyle Street and mm-hmm. I was living like across from Oliver Square. So it was okay. like a five minute drive. Yeah. I would, I would warm up my car in the winter longer than I would be in it to get to work. So. Oh yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. I know. The convenience is like, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. I feel spoiled. <laughs> so good. But we're not talking about personal training today. No. <laughs> um, Cody has a really fantastic story and I'm excited to chat with him more about this. So in season one, um, we talked to a couple of folks and I know that myself and my co-host Alexis both went with known donors um, for our process of getting pregnant and and bringing our little kiddos into the world. Um, And I saw on Facebook a couple of days ago that Cody had posted something about how you were a known donor and Mm -hmm. you were really excited to share that. And so I got really excited when I saw that because I've asked a few people and oftentimes folks can be pretty private about it, which is totally cool and totally understandable. Um, And like I mentioned in my message to you, like I want to really try to keep this about like your story and your experience so that Mm -hmm. the other parties involved a have the dignity to their own story and some privacy and be I'm sure I'll probably hunt them down to talk to them about their experience <laughs> yeah. later so I don't want to spoil it I don't totally spoil it. and um, they'll be open to that too like they've slowly yeah. been opening up to that conversation a lot more as well so it's been kind of cool the whole process it's been obviously kind of ongoing and evolving because it's new yeah. to the, the 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 three of us so yeah yeah, yeah. amazing so yeah the the process of that being that uh, Cody donated his biological material <laughs> yeah. to help a couple have a baby. A couple yes. with each with the uterus. No sperm producing people in that. In that no, partnership. no. I will be the the, the sperm producing individual for the three of us. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, um, yeah. How how did that all come about? Like, how did you be? How did you become? a donor for uh, a couple to to have this babe yeah so well I mean my best friend we've been best friends for about 24 25 years so we already have a relationship there and her and her wife have been together for a long time for about 10 years and so they had approached me about five years ago that they were kind of thinking about this process because they had their own things that they had to kind of get in order and then they were finally like hey we're wanting to try this and so I was like oh this is kind of interesting because I didn't and still don't really see myself as wanting to be like a dad per se obviously I'm a biological parent to the kid in um you know in this relationship so Mm -hmm. I was just like okay this could be a good opportunity for me to really 
see this kind of just at an arm's length because I still stay in really close contact with my best friend. We still see each other pretty regularly. So yeah. Um, yeah. They just approached me and they sat me down. They're like, Hey, this is kind of like what we're thinking of doing. And so um, yeah, it took them about four years to get pregnant for the first baby Yeah, and um, you know, beautiful girl. And that was really cool to kind of see. I was there um, after the delivery. And so I was one of the first people to hold her and all the rest of this stuff. So that was pretty, pretty cool. And um yeah, for the past about a year, yeah, about a year or so, um, you know, they had to kind of wait because they had a cesarean and all this jazz. And so they had yeah. to wait to, to see if they can want to have another one. Yeah. And obviously they wanted to keep the, the, the DNA as closely related as possible. So they obviously asked me for the second go and I was like, yeah, totally. I mean, the first yeah. go went so well that I, it was an easy yes for me. And obviously it's my best friend. So I'm just like, yeah. I couldn't, it's just like, there's nobody else I would rather do that for with a quick yes anyways. So. that's what, So it was like a, you didn't really have to think too much about it. You were just like, no. yeah, this is, of course I'm going to do this for you. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. I love, yeah. we asked, I think we asked two, we, no, we asked three people. And they all said yes. Oh, really? They're like, (laughs) oh, yeah. Yeah. But we had, I mean, me and Steph are pretty, like, awesome. So, you know, who wouldn't want to mix their (laughs) DNA with us? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, I know, like, I, you know, um, my other co-host, and I don't want to tell her story too much, but I know that they asked a few folks and didn't get immediate yeses. And I've heard that, Uh um, I've I've had a couple of friends, I actually had a a couple reach out to me um, and be like, do you know anybody? that will donate their biological material to us because we are getting no's at any turn, you know, like, is there anyone really? who's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's not, unfortunately, it's not I can, as easy. I can understand a little bit because going into yeah. the situation between me and my best friend and her wife, they, you know, they wanted to kind of at first just kind of keep it relatively within closed doors just to kind of see a, how things would transpire and how people were going to react and then um, treat them in that situation. So, yeah. you know, it was a little bit different at the beginning, but now because it's gone so well with a, the pregnancy and the baby and the raising for the first like year and a bit, and then also just the relationships with their parents and their moms and all the friends around them, they're just like, okay, this is actually kind of awesome. Yeah. So it's made it really, really easy for them. Yeah. That's so, that's so great. That's so great. It is cool. Yeah. Well, cause like, and so I, and I want to circle back to something else that you said too. Um, cause even in your little, like that initial blurb there, mm-hmm. there was so, so much there. Um, and you refer to yourself as a the biological parent and yes. yeah, I know that there's a lot of different, um, there's so many like different directions people can go with how they refer to themselves in these situations if they even refer to themselves within the context of a situation of anything more than just being a donor or whatever so how did you how did you land on the term biological parent as something that feels good for you within that well I think um, I wanted something that it was going to be a very obvious okay he has a role in this in some way mm-hmm. the biological aspect made it obvious 
I am like half this baby. Um, I didn't want it to go anywhere into like father or dad territory because I feel like the title holds a little bit more meaning. And also like, I didn't grow up with a dad in my life at all ever. He was never present. So for me, there was also this emotional context attached to the word that I just didn't want attached to that relationship because they wanted to be the parents, the ones, you know, the caregivers of the baby. So um, to me, I just had to keep that part completely separate and they're pretty cool with it too. Too, because when they first approached me, they were not sure how the relationship was going to transpire. So they were open to even having the discussion of there being visitation rights and stuff like that. And I was like, and you know, I get that, but I'm like, no, you guys obviously wanted to be the parents. So yeah. Yeah. And so you don't feel like you're like, I, I'm, I gave my I gave my DNA to this child, but I don't have, I don't like to look at this child and I'm like, I'm your daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's really funny that you say that. Yes and no. Yes and no. And it's like, the more I hang out, there's very much this very interesting connection with the baby because the baby, they they, like, there's a picture of me beside the bed of the baby and she will always need to like kiss the picture of me in the morning and stuff like this. And there's like this, weird physiological connection right there immediately and like she recognizes it so whenever I see them I'm like her full attention she likes to touch my beard you know be in my space so it's just like it's hard not to kind of have in some way a little bit of a connection in that regard yeah but um I think I kind of coax myself and teach myself and tell myself I'm like you know keep myself separate as best as possible because I don't Mm -hmm. know I know things are going to develop differently later on on the road when she's able to speak and she kind of understands the situation a little bit better maybe wants to get to know me better Mm -hmm. and that's honestly an ongoing conversation between me and my two friends right oh yeah it's super new with them too and they're open to that discussion too which has been like super cool because yeah Mm-hmm. I get to still be a part of the life in some small way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I know that there's like for, and, and I mean, you're sharing just like your experience and how you experience that connection. we've had a couple last season that shared about how, um, you know, they brought their kid out to meet the donor who was a friend of theirs. And um. the donor was just like, it, it feels kind of like a niece or something, you know, like, yeah. You know, so I know because I know that that's a fear for some folks is that like they're going to go with a known donor and then there's going to be all these like complex feelings and then all of a sudden this guy's going to like want to be the dad and like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, that was a conversation for sure. But like, they're such great moms that like the baby's not going to go without that feeling of missing out later on in life, anyways. And as long as I get to be like the cool uncle or godfather I think they actually made me godfather I should double check on that <laughs> I'm like I'm pretty I sure because it. it's me and my other best friend that we have a long friendship with and yeah. um yeah no I mean it's yeah the relationship is constantly evolving so it's like I'm figuring it out as, as I go too so totally yeah uh we went with Steph's brother so oh. and he's like a, like obviously like he's gonna be we decided to go with him because it's like somebody that's going to be in our lives for, I mean, just because somebody's family doesn't guarantee that they're going to be in your life forever. Right. Like there's, that's, that's like a weird fallacy, I think. Um, But more likely than not, her brother will be around for 
how, you know, forever. A while to come. A while to come. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And so we, you know, we wanted to have that, like, um, when we wanted Olivia to be able to have a relationship with, and it'd be like a good, like positive, like kind of relationship with, with the person who had a hand in, in making her life possible. Um, Absolutely. but yeah, it's like uncle Tony, right? Like the cool uncle yeah. that's, and that's it. Right. And, um, it's funny because we get into conversations a lot. Um, well, not we, I, I have a number of friends outside of the LGBTQ community. Um, and most of them understand right away. They're like, yeah, he's the donor. He's not the dad, like obviously. Um, but there are some people that are like, so her uncle is her dad. And I'm like, no, (laughs) No. there's no dad. There's no dad in this picture. There's no dad, you know? Yeah. Has that ever been like, anything that has like people have said anything to you about that or like a little bit and funny enough it was my family because like obviously they seen me and my best friend grow up our our whole lives together and so um I was kind of discussing with my mom years ago I want to say three or four years ago during the process of them trying to get pregnant for the first go around that -hmm. this was kind of happening and she was just like oh I wish you didn't tell me that because, you know, I don't, I didn't plan on, I don't plan on having children and my sister. um, She, I don't think she's going to have kids either. Like she doesn't really seem too inclined to want to try. And so it made it a little bit difficult for my mom to kind of like know that that was happening. And then my grandmother, she's like, she's from South America and she's like a classic little Catholic, cute little grandma, (laughs) you know, but she's super, super open-minded. She, you know, but it sometimes takes a lot of explaining for her to really grasp certain concepts so when I was trying to explain this to her she was just like so when do I get to like see her and I was like well whenever they want to make that happen you know because you know obviously she grew up knowing my best friend um my whole life so she kind of expected that there would be more of a relationship extending beyond what our current dynamic is and Mm -hmm. so that was like it still is sometimes an ongoing conversation which is kind of difficult because I know that they want to be a part of it, but I'm like, I, ca- I have to create that barrier there because yeah. that's not my place to be like, yeah, come on into these people's lives and just like, you know, be a part of it because totally. they're the ones that make that decision. And then, then I can open the door if they want that. And that's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Like that's such a great, um, such a great boundary and an important boundary to set with family too. And I think like, it's kind of like, well, would you be wanting to meet their kid if I wasn't the donor like would that still be something that you would be interested in you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so I mean if that's a conversation that they're open to which I'm I'm thinking they probably will like once you know COVID and everything kind of calms down and we can actually really hang out with people again it'll Mm -hmm. be a much different conversation because then I mean this baby's already walking around and you know she's pregnant with this other baby coming along and so yeah who knows like when we can do it so hopefully that can be a conversation that we can have if they're into that but I mean it seems to be that everything's kind of like pretty chill with them in that regard so it's been making this whole process easy even when we've had like the hard conversations about certain things it's been still super chill they're very transparent and very communicative which is really important to me when I need to like you know address certain issues so when you say hard conversations, what do you mean by that? Do you, yeah. Can you explain? Yeah. Yeah. There was like, there was an instance last 
um, Father's Day where they're like, hey, we just wanted you to come over for dinner. Uh, and I was like, oh, totally not a problem. I knew it was Father's Day. Um, so I had gone over for dinner and um, there was no conversation or communication beforehand as to what the intent was underlying for that dinner. And so yeah. when I arrived there, it was them. And then it was my best friend's mom. And then there, there was some extended family there with their kids and all the rest of the stuff. So I was like, oh, okay. So this is kind of like a family dinner. Um, but then they had gifts for me for like happy father's day, which was like, I, I was just like kind of really quiet about it at first um, yeah. because I didn't know what to say right off the get go because I felt like I was a little bit ambushed, but you know, they had the best intentions. They just wanted to, it was more like a thank you for doing this and all the rest of the stuff. Right. But like afterwards um, the wife, she approached me and she's like, you know, you seemed really quiet after all of those gifts and everything like that. We just wanted to check in. I was like, yeah, I mean, it was definitely uh, unexpected. Um, so I would have liked to have known that that was what the intent was because I have no problem going there for like a Father's Day dinner on Father's Day, knowing that I'm the biological parent to this kid and all the rest of that stuff. But like, yeah, when I start getting like happy Father's Day, like gifts, that was for me, like, I would have liked to have known maybe that that was the intent because that has a lot more like emotional connection and connotation underlying there. So yeah. that was a, a, a bit of a heavier conversation for sure. Um, and yeah. now I think they understand the, the boundary there for sure, because, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to give them the wrong idea. And then later on in life, maybe even give the babies or the kids mm -hmm. the wrong idea. Right. Yeah. Um, so I just needed that to be pretty uh, black and white. Yeah. It's like any other relationship, you know, communication is so fucking important. And like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like uh, we're, it's, it's so funny because like we, I feel like ever since Olivia has been born, we've really been skirting around having any kind of conversation with Steph's brother around like so how does it feel like when you hold Olivia like you know, we mm. haven't we haven't asked him that and I feel like you we've totally been kind should. of yeah I know just I know. have that conversation and chances are like yeah. I don't know from my perspective I've found that it's not as weird as maybe some people may think it might be mm -hmm. and it's better just to do it because honestly the more you talk about it the more you normalize it right 100%. Like when we were doing the whole insemination process, it's so funny because like I'll talk, well, I don't talk about it like this anymore because Anthony like affirmed for me that like, like, no, it wasn't weird for me. You guys were making it weird, you know? Cause yeah. like, I like couldn't make eye contact with him. Cause I was like, this is, this is my wife's brother. Like <laughs> just something like weird about it. And I was like, Oh no. A lot of people are curious though. They're like, so how did that happen? I'm like, well, it happens pretty much how you imagine it to happen. I obviously didn't have sex with her because I'm super gay uh, and she's also super gay. So like that didn't happen, but there's like the whole process in between that to make it happen. And, you know, yeah. people are super curious about it. You just kind of have to be like, yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of totally. get the whole turkey baster concept out of the, you know, out in the open. <laughs> I love it. We've any person that we've talked to that's done the like quote unquote, and for like our listeners, I'm making air quotes turkey baster. Yeah. they know that there's there's no turkey baster. No. <laughs> yeah, you know? but they get the idea. It like goes up and then goes in and then hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Cross your fingers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what was your again without getting too much into like their story of the process? Yeah. What was your role in in the process? Like, I mean, you don't have to give too many details either if you're, <laughs> if you're like 
kind of weird that you're asking yeah, me this, but I, like, uh, yeah. you know, I made my bed, I got ready. <laughs> no, um, well, it virtually because um, we were, were, we had to do it for so long because the cycles were not quite in sync. So I yeah. was um, ready to go whenever they were ready. So they would just send me a message because they would have, you know, this electronic thing that would tell them when their expected cycles were, and then they'd test and then they were ovulating. So yeah. whenever they were ovulating, I had to be made myself ready. So I was aware of the fact that um, I had to do that. So Mm-hmm. whenever they were ready I they would just come down to the to my place and then they would just kind of wait for me to go into my room and you know <laughs> give your give them. your dance so, yeah yeah give my sample so they'd come with like you know these um you know these sterile cup things that you know you'd try and get everything into yeah. <laughs> and then give it to them right away so and then they would kind of just go off and I guess and get pregnant <laughs> do, do their whole thing their do whole the end deed. of the deal yeah <laughs> so yeah I mean that's how it happened pretty much every time and yeah. so um it was really nice that after you know because we were trying for about four years and then they had the baby um, yeah. and then when they tried the second go around it was like pregnant like right Amazing. away so it was super awesome I mean for me too because um having to make yourself available um is not really like that much out of my way really because they came to me and I mean it's just like what I get to rub another one out like not a big deal (laughs) I just had to make I'm jerking off anyways so sure yeah exactly (laughs) so I just had to make sure that like you know nothing was getting in the way of that during that time because I'd have to make myself available for like two or three days given her peak or something like that so totally it was at first it was super weird to think about but after a while I'm like well obviously this is the only way it's going to happen unless we're going to pay like tens of thousands of dollars and get uh, an egg fertilized and put in there and then you know we we didn't want to do it that way if this way was possible so totally totally and it's such a because we have had a few people on the show who have had to spend the money or have chosen to go that route because they wanted to go with an unknown donor instead and I couldn't like our wedding didn't even cost 10 grand. I can't. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. I, I went with in the, I don't know which way, like if what is possible here in Canada, but they were in contact with a doctor. They're mm-hmm. like, it looks like we're going to have to go to Toronto and they're going to have to like wash your sperm, freeze it, then have to do this other process, then impregnate it. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, what, <laughs> what is happening? And like Toronto, I mean, sure, sweet, I'll make a little vacay out of it, but like, mm-hmm. it just seems like uh, too much of a process and too much money to have to make it happen. So I'm kind of happy that this this process worked out. I mean, it took a little yeah. while for the first go around, but I mean, it was a huge learning moment health-wise for um, the wife, so. And I mean, for yourself too. So when you say like, you had to like be ready, like for us, see, we did it a very like very casual we were yeah probably too casual um we just like (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) like probably way too casual like didn't like we wrote up we wrote on I I, no we were a little bit more formal than on a on a fucking napkin but like I typed (laughs) up the agreement the like donor agreement on my laptop And then we got a friend of ours who's a notary to like notarize it. Like we signed it and like, we didn't go through lawyers or anything. And then we just got Anthony to get uh, an STI test beforehand. Mm -hmm. So anytime that we, we love, we tried, there was the year before we got pregnant, we tried a couple of times. Um, 
and it didn't stick, which was unfortunate. And for all of our mental health, we had to take like a year off. But when we came back the second time to try the next year, it was like, boom, first time, bam. Really nice. Yes. So that was good. But the previous year, before we would try, it was like, I'm like, I'm not that, not to slut shame anybody, but I was like, <laughs> I know that you are a single man doing the deal with maybe more than one person at a time. So if you could kindly get an STI test before. That's totally fair. And yes. that's, that's, that's the responsible yeah. thing to do yeah. anyways. Like, yeah. I mean, I was doing my due diligence because I was single for a good portion of that too. So I had to make yeah. sure that like, okay, they're, they're estimated to come around this time. And so, you know, I just like make sure that I was safe for mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. um because they're already having issues like complications and whatnot too so yeah and then i just have to like wait right yeah and that was just like the reality of the situation too right so i had to make sure that i was not putting them at risk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and not only that but i mean <laughs> i have to be safe for myself too outside yeah. of that <laughs> yeah. absolutely i mean sti tests are free so yeah yeah, make I mean, a day most, out of it. most of your family doctors now can do that too. I'm thankful yeah. that mine is fucking awesome. So <laughs> make a day of it. Get yourself a nice Starbucks, get a little <laughs> mani pedi, get yeah. enough to get an anal swab, you know. <laughs> you know, just uh, another day in the life of a gay man. <laughs> Casual. Yeah. Sounds like a good day for me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yes yes oh i see my little one is stirring and awake and since my wife is trying to sleep i'm gonna go and get her sure so one moment please (laughs) i'll be right back okay (laughs) oh hello there we go that's a cute little face yeah, where were we? STI testing, all of that fun jazz. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah. So like, did you end up having to get yourself a lawyer or like, what was the legal kind of things for your, on your side? Like? So um, it was also a little bit casual with them just because a, I mean, obviously it's my best friend. So we've been friends for a while now. Yeah. And so I already have the trust that, you know, things are going to be fine, but I, they wanted the security also too. So they did a similar thing like you did. They went out on their laptop, researched other forms and whatnot and typed up something. Then we went to a lawyer, went over the process, they signed it, they notarized it. And then that was the agreement. But before all of that, we actually had that conversation as to like what the, you know, the obligations and responsibilities and expectations were because you know, as I mentioned earlier, they were like, so were you going to want like maybe visitation rights? Like what kind of role do you want to play in this? And so I needed to be clear that I am super stoked that you guys want to be moms, which is awesome. Um, I don't want to be a dad in any way. So that means that there's no obligation financially or no obligation that I have to give up my time to help raise um, a little kid because um, mentally, I don't think I would have the capacity because I just wasn't ready. I was uh, really building on my business at the time. And I just don't think I had the time and energy to also invest in wanting to raise a kid. And I, I mean, to be frank, I don't know if I want to be a dad, dad either. So yeah. That's so yeah, so that had to be super so transparent. Yeah, For and sure. then so 
I felt pretty good about it anyways, because they I think that they felt relieved actually, because mm. they didn't want me to have that kind of role either. They wanted yeah. to be the parents, which makes sense to me, right? They, um, and so that made it pretty easy for me to just say yes. Yeah. Um, so like, I mean, if I were to ever approach this conversation with a person I don't know, it would be a very, very different conversation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you talk about like the trust piece and like, so, so important. And like, but also, you know, I've, I've talked to, uh, I've got a friend down in Calgary who her and her partner, um, they were trying with a donation from a friend of theirs and they like they got they were very formal like they got lawyers for both of them they like went through this like whole like thing because they're like I, I love you and you're my best friend but I never want anything that could potentially come up to be what gets in the way of our friendship so that way if anything does come up we can refer back to this legal document and then it's about the legal document that we signed and it's nothing personal and I was like that's, yeah. a, that's a good way to do it too but yeah, we were yeah, like, I mean, if, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that like, ultimately, I know that nothing else was going to come out of that conversation, yeah. except for what was being said between us. Yeah, um, I'm happy that like, you know, we had some formality in terms of getting a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, like I said, I, if I ever wanted to go that route, and maybe help someone else out and, and have a baby, yeah. I would probably approach it much more formally, like maybe you're what your friends did, I'd be like, this is like, a to Z, all the, what the, the stipulations are in case all these situations happen, mm-hmm. um, just to make sure both parties are exactly on the yeah. same page. Yeah, the only real, I mean, obligation that may happen is if let's say, God forbid they, you know, pass away. Me and my other best friend would be the people that would take care of the babies, but yeah, that's an extreme, extreme situation. Totally. Well, I was looking into it a little bit before we had this conversation. I actually reached out to, uh, I was reading this article and I ended up reaching out to the the lawyer that was mentioned in the article. We'll see if she responds because that will be an interesting add to the combo. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's a a family and fertility lawyer. And um, yeah. And what, what she was talking about is how um, it's actually decided provincially like what the what rights if any uh, a donor would have to a kid um so uh-huh. in i think it's bc alberta and ontario um there's no <laughs> like if you have a donor relationship i know she wants that microphone so bad <laughs> like, you, give me. <laughs> you see a thing i wanted in my mouth you wanted in my mouth um yeah if you've got you know an agreement written up even if it's something as casual as what you know in the situation that both you and I are um there's essentially like it's that's just as good as anything else because there's no rights that a donor has to a kid in in our province yeah yeah Yeah, well that's good I mean I yeah even if they needed to have something a little bit more formal later on down the road and they need to have everything a little bit more black and white then yeah. that can be a conversation we can have but I mean the only thing that they I think maybe needed to do later on is like have other paperwork done after 
pregnancy to have legal guardianship or something. I don't really know. I, they tried to explain it to me. I didn't really quite understand it, but it, mm, interesting. something, yeah, there was like a weird loophole, but anyways. Interesting. Yeah. We haven't gone to get her birth certificate yet. So. Yes. I think that's what it was. I think it had to do with the birth certificate. And then one of them had, both of them had to be like at least legal guardianships on paper or something like that. Yeah. I don't oh, know. You, you'll have to figure have that to out. I, 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 yeah. Cause yeah. I was just like, when they were explaining it to me, I'm like, what a weird nightmare because mm-hmm. it, when, um, when your baby was born, I'm sure you both like signed off on the paper or whatever after yeah. you left the hospital, yeah. which I guess was not what was supposed to happen. Cause that's exactly what my best friend and her wife did. And then I don't really know the legalities around it, but they're like, Oh no, you're not supposed to do that. And I was like, well, if you need me to just sign on a piece of paper, just to make it easier, like I'll fucking sign wherever you need me to sign. <laughs> just that way you don't have to like run into those problems again, because yeah. you know, the, it shouldn't have to be that complicated when I've told you, you have all of the rights to do whatever you need to do. Totally. I don't think that that even came up. I think there was some, there was a couple nurses that were like asking questions about the dad. And like, I was all like high on my epidural and feeling sassy. <laughs> and I was like, there's no fucking, there's no dad. That's the, that can't you see? Um, <laughs> and I, think, I think after I like epidural raged on one nurse, the, that conversation never came up again, which was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 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 Um, so just get high on pay, pain meds and, you know, rage out. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I approach all medical situations. No, I'm there. Kidding. You go. There you yeah. go. Um, but yeah, I think I think that was the, thing, the same thing too. But and I would imagine that would be provincially as well because all of those sorts of things are um, like Alberta statistics. It's like through the Alberta government, so I would assume that oh, okay. would be provincially too. Yeah. Uh, when I uh, when I post the I always put like show notes and stuff and put links. I'll probably put some like links and stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll definitely be interested in knowing more about that too. I mean, yeah, it's nice to know that information. I think totally, totally, yeah. and like even just for you know other friends who might have questions about stuff. And like, I know that you're not exclusively uh, an LGBTQ fitness professional. Like, you have you train people of all orientations, but you have a pretty large queer demographic. So mm-hmm. you know, even if you've got clients that are wondering good piece of info it is it it really is because I have had people ask me even outside of this situation who have just been super curious and I just don't have answers for them yeah I'm like I'm just kind of here for the ride (laughs) it's so it's so funny when yeah like I've talked about this before just like you know queer magic is like there's no clear pathway for how a lot of us uh, grow our families by having children and there's no clear pathway for a lot of things that folks yeah. in the queer community have to do with regards to our our physical and mental health and so we just kind of have to pave those things ourselves and lean on yeah. community and yeah yeah and I kind of actually love the curiosity I get from like the heterosexual community when they look into the LGBT community and they see, you know, these families coming from, you know, what seemingly seems like nothing, right? Like, well, how is this happening? I kind of like that there's a curiosity there because people are like, they're trying to really just understand. And I'm like, and the thing is, is like, every situation is never going to be the same. Like, even though your situation and me and my friend's situation are somewhat similar, there's probably a lot of things that are super, super different also. And then, 
breaking it out to, you know, um, maybe two guys or um, people who may have visited, like, I don't know, they probably, if you thought it, it probably exists it probably, somewhere. It, well, and that's partially why this podcast exists, <laughs> so that we can be, not only we can capture the stories of all of those different experiences um, and situations and dynamics, but also as an education tool for folks of all identities so yeah yeah totally yeah so you already talked about how it was kind of like an immediate yes for you which is really great yeah um do you have any suggestions or anything like if there are any um sperm makers out there that are thinking that have maybe been asked to donate Mm -hmm. um and if they have any reservations or if you know there's anything that you wish you would have known before any like words of wisdom to impart on anybody else who might be might find themselves in your shoes I think the best thing and we talked about this earlier is just to really communicate what your boundaries are right away let there be no gray area about what the expectations are because um they um Maybe it was a different friend or something that had also been in a similar situation. Then the guy that they had asked really was emotionally invested in the process so much so that they kind of had to rethink the whole process about wanting to have him be a part of it. Um, I mean, that obviously wasn't my situation, but I mean, you have to be super transparent both ways, like as to what the expectations were, because, you know, with my two best friends, they wanted, they weren't sure if like I wanted visitation rights and stuff like this. Um, I mean, if they wanted to just be parents, it's probably just usually just to be like, Hey, this is kind of like what we're hoping for. And then just have a conversation about it. Totally. Um, because if there's hesitation, it means that there probably hasn't been a conversation about it. Yeah. And that's, I think that's true on both sides, like for both the, the donor and the, the donny. <laughs> the donny. The I donny. Like the donor. Um, <laughs> I want to be a donor. That's what I'm going to refer to I like myself the donny as. though. It kind of yeah. makes me want donuts, but anyways. <laughs> oh my God. I had a, do- I had donut party for breakfast this morning. It was fucking oh delightful. As yeah. an aside. Yeah. As an aside. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Donut Party. Also another <laughs> fantastic queer-owned organization. Yeah, they're so good. They're so good. I'm so happy they're close now. They're like literally two blocks away, three blocks away. That was a fantastic digression. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. I think it was important for us too to be really clear because um, then that way, because sometimes like, you know, when we, when we approached... Um, when we approached Steph's brother, he wasn't quite sure. I think like, like he said yes right away. But then when we got into the discussion, he wasn't like, wasn't sure what questions to ask around, like what we wanted or what our expectations were. So it was good to know going in, like, this is what we want. And then that way, if he wanted something different then maybe we would know to ask somebody different. Right. And it's kind of the same thing with, yeah. if you're the donor, right. If you have clear boundaries about what you're okay with, um, it's like, yeah, it's kind of like any kind of situation around having kids, right? Like if you've got clear yeah, boundaries exactly. about what you are and are not okay with, um, compromising those boundaries is not going to help anybody down the road. No, exactly. And like, I think the whole process with me and my best friends is like, yeah. they just want the easiest road possible to be able to have a just a good road ahead of them with raising their kids. And I think that's the most important thing too. So that's why when I was like at the beginning, I was just like, just, you know, like 
no financial like or legal or time obligation is going to be expected of me and that was a big relief for them so I'm happy that we kind of got that conversation out of the way so like for anybody that actually wants to donate I think it's clear that like when you go into it maybe even like after having that initial conversation like go home and just like write down just like brain dump onto a piece of paper like your thoughts and then just like analyze it later on and just see where you're standing on that because like you got to know going into it like this is a new human being that's coming into existence and so you got to make sure that the whole process is going to be benefiting them really in the end yeah well put well put love it and if there were like if there is a a a couple or a thruple or any sort of number of human beings and whatever dynamic that are looking to have a baby via um known donor uh if they're nervous about asking somebody to be their donor what would do you have any any words of assurance for a a nervous parent to be tough i think my my two best friends they um how did they actually approach me it was a little while ago i think it must have been through was it in person or through social media I don't remember but I mean it, it's a hard conversation to have it's hard to say from uh, hard for me to say because I'm not the one wanting the kid but I mean yeah. if you're wanting to find a specific person I think you'd probably have to find somebody that's going to be the best biological um offspring to whatever it is that you want whether it's like a good health record or somebody that you want or something like that and then just uh I don't know just be forward about it because yeah. <laughs> you can't wait forever right yeah no, for sure. For sure. I think we, we did, um, we did text messages or we did text with her brother. Um, I don't know. Oh, stuff's coming down the stairs. I can ask her. Do you remember how we asked Anthony if he would be a donor? Did we text, did you text him or did we call him? You called him? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, far more brave than I would have been. I would have been yeah, so awkward right? about it. Like <laughs> send a text message. And then the other two people that we asked, we sent, I think a message. Yeah. Yeah yeah over facebook but yeah yeah it was a much easier conversation i think to have with our situation given the long history but i mean yeah uh, i think maybe going into it knowing what you want is probably gonna be the best way to go about it totally plain and if simple. you're not really sure then maybe just you know think about it a little bit longer <laughs> no for sure awesome well thanks so much is there anything else that you want to add before we wrap up those are all the um, questions i have yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, like it's, um, I feel like the process for me has been really a lot easier than maybe a lot of other people have. So, I mean, I'm taking my situation with a grain of salt because I feel very fortunate with the fact that I got to go with this process with my best friend. So I think yeah. if you're ever in this situation, it's just like really, really uh, reflect it inwards and figure out what it is that you want out of it. If you're wanting a bigger role or not, and then just be super honest to yourself and with the other people about what the process is going to be like because you know you don't want to you don't want to complicate things because when things get complicated they can get really complicated really fast so ain't that the truth (laughs) (laughs) amen 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 brother cool well well i really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me about this and uh for just being like so open and candid about your experience and uh, thank you very much for having me a part of it i'm actually it's kind of nice talking about it um in outside of the context of just like my immediate social circle (laughs) yeah yeah cool yeah i i feel like your words will 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 bring some comfort and uh education to a lot of people so 
Thanks awesome. again, Cody. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Okay, have a really good day. Yeah, you too. I'll see you around, Kyle. Sounds good. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening and supporting our podcast. We here at The Queer Moms You Wish You Had are eternally grateful for all of the love we've been receiving since starting this thing back in November 2020. If you are looking for ways to further support what we do here, there are a couple. First one, totally free, no cost to you. Just head to wherever you are getting your podcast today. Give us a follow, maybe leave us a review. Share what we've got going on here with your friends. Additionally, you can head over to our Instagram page, which is linked through the show notes. Follow us there. Share that around as well. Help us get the word out. Secondly, if you have the means to do so and feel so moved, you like what we're doing here, there's also a button for donations to help us continue doing this work here. Third, if you are a queer owned or allied business or you know a queer owned or allied business and you would like to partner with us in some way, please get in touch. We would love to talk about a sponsorship or a partnership that would work for us both. Thanks again so much for listening and supporting our work. We hope you have a super gay day.